Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Daily Roundup on this, a Friday, June 23rd, 2023. I'm David Menzies and my co-host, well, folks, let me tell you a little bit about my co-host. Do you know that today is International Women in Engineering Day? And my co-host will not be celebrating that because, A, she's not an engineer, and seriously, in 2023, what's a woman? She is the she-devil with a spatula. She is the Khaleesi of BC. She is Drea Humphrey. How you doing there, Drea? Good. Is it bad that I never get tired of your grandiose introduction of me? I don't know what that says about me, but I'm doing good. Happy to be here and chat up the daily news with you today. Well, and you know what? There is so much news to get to. If only I had my sheet with me, which I forgot, but I, I kind of know what we are talking about. There's yeah. uh, especially some very good news on the transanity front in terms of little victories here and there and maybe a big victory on the NHL front if you're a hockey fan. Um, but in the meantime, Drea, what is it that we are trying to do for the next one hour? Yes, it's going to be a jam-packed show, so tune in <laughs> for the whole thing. It's so jam-packed, we had to omit <laughs> news on Rachel Gilmore, which I'm so excited about. I, I said her name anyways, but uh, yeah, if you're joining us and you don't know what this is, this is the Daily Roundup, where Rebel News reporters get together and talk over the latest current events, and you can be a part of that show. You can do something called live chat on the free freedom of speech platforms called Rumble and Odyssey. If you go there and you want to comment on anything that we're saying or even add to it to make the public more aware of something, you can donate $5 or more towards the many costs involved in running Rebel News. And then we do our best to read it and make that part of the show. So please um, join in. It's really fun to get to know you guys better. And uh, yeah, what's the first item on the menu? Well, you know what? Uh, by the way, in, in terms of Rachel Gilmore, can we make her going forward like that Harry Potter uh, character, Voldemort? Uh, she <laughs> whose name we dare not say. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's nobody's <laughs> nothing. Sorry. She's not even gainfully employed as a journalist. But the left keep propping her up as a victim, folks. You know the, uh, the drill. Uh, if someone like a Gilmore gets a mean tweet, uh, it's a cause celeb. If um, staffers on Rebel News actually get physically beaten, whether it's uh, blackface's Royal Canadian Mounted Henchmen or Antifa or some trans activist uh, self-identifying as a violent thug. Oh, nothing to see here. It's uh, just um, bruises and cuts and uh, what have you. What a disgrace. So speaking of uh, transanity, why don't we, um, I was so happy to wake up to this news uh, being somewhat of a hockey fan, not as much as I used to be, Drea, um, thanks to the wokeism. But here is something I think as a step in the right direction, the NHL is doing away with those awful pride jerseys, other specialty cause uniforms uh, in terms of uh, the warmups, because basically all this uh, so-called inclusion, it rebounded as bad publicity for the NHL. You had um, some hockey players, I'm thinking of James Reimer, the goalie at the yeah. San Jose Sharks, a devout Christian saying this is not in line with my beliefs. So instead of something to celebrate, um, this became a bone of contention. This became a lightning right. rod of controversy. And Drea, here's where I weigh in. And I don't care if you're on pro, you know, rainbow jerseys or anti-rainbow jerseys. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, whether it's hockey, football, basketball, baseball, I, and I would suggest... 99.9% of the people tuning in to these broadcasts mm -hmm. are going in person to watch them as spectators. Yeah. We are right. seeking escapism. You know, sports is the toy department of life, like movies. We mm -hmm. don't want any agenda shoved exactly. down our throats. And yeah. we don't want any innuendo that unless you get up and give a standing ovation for that fat drag queen performing uh, during the second period intermission, you are a bigot, a hater, a transphobe. 
I think the NHL has got the message. Uh, ratings for all the major sports, as I understand it, Drea, they're down. And these mm -hmm. sports leagues, I mean, that's their bread and butter. That's their livelihood. As always, follow the money. So if we can take this activism crap out of sports uh, yeah. and return it to what it once was, a place where I go to escape for three hours, I say mm -hmm. bravo, Drea. That's exactly, you hit it on the nail there. The problem is the politicization of pride. It's not the communities that pride is about. It's the fact that it's been hijacked to push a political agenda. And people don't want to see that when they go to a hockey game. The article says that, um, you know, some, like you mentioned, some players were not wearing the jersey. So now there's a division amongst the team. It's just awkward. It's not inclusive. It's exclusive of many. Um, it's contradicting with some people's beliefs because it's going on beyond, hey, we should all have equal rights. We should all treat others the way we want to be treated to basically proselytizing to people when you're there to have a beer and a hot dog and, and watch a game. Um, it, it says there were also instances of specific <clears throat> players like choosing to skip warm-ups on yeah. the nights their teams wore the themed jersey. So now they're not even preparing properly to win the game. So who wants that for the team they're rooting for? Oh, 100%. And it's not just the transanity agenda, Drea. I'm speaking of any kind of political causes. I mean, any kind. Um, again, I don't know where you uh, weigh in on the Russia-Ukraine conflict, but... I don't want to see like, you know, Ukraine flags or as the case may be Russian flags sewn on yeah. to uh, NHL jerseys. Just, you know, know your role, as The Rock mm -hmm. used to say, mm -hmm. and stay in your lane and let your audience, when they want to, read the op-ed pages of newspapers to form their opinions or come to Rebel News, what have you. When you're playing hockey, football, baseball, basketball, whatever, I don't want a sermon on the field or on the ice or on the gridiron. I'm done with that. This is a great step in the right direction. And, um, you know, here's the other thing. You mentioned pride. The, the yeah. perversely ironic thing about this NHL initiative, Drea, is it didn't even happen during uh, Pride Week. What am I saying? Pride right. Month. Pride what year. am I saying? Pride season. <laughs> It'll be pride year soon enough. But it, it already is. It's, yeah. it's nonstop. <laughs> I believe it was back in April, all these shenanigans were. So yeah. two months before the month of June. Now, I, I can hear, you know, a skeptic saying, well, by the time June comes around, there's probably only, you know, four teams at most involved in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, but that is the season. You know, yeah. are we going to have a Christmas themed NHL game in July or I mean, uh, September? Um, yeah. Who knows? So, again, uh, I, we call them as we see them, don't we, Drea? So good on the NHL for swallowing its pride, if you will. And, uh, <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> and moving on. And, you know, the H in NHL, it stands for hacky. And maybe if the Maple Leafs, if they can get back to basics, instead of putting on a drag show and selling pride-themed merchandise and having a pride warm-up. How about this? I, I know I'm asking a lot here. Could you look at winning a Stanley Cup? It's only been 57 years. You know, I have a bet, Drea. What's going to happen first? The Leafs win the Cup or I die? And I'm telling you, <laughs> the smart money is on the Grim Reaper. You know, bet on that, folks. <laughs> or the Oilers. Yeah, that's safe. That's money in the bank. It's. I mean, the last time they won, Drea. Lester Pearson was prime minister. It's unbelievable. So good on the NHL. Um, now, here's something you wanted to talk to in the same file. The Saskatchewan yeah. education minister is calling for a review into ministry sexual education materials. Oh, my God, folks. And yeah. what materials they are. Oh. Take it, Drea, because I scare easy. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should be scared easy about this. That's right. If you have not seen, I don't know if we can pull up a picture. I don't know if we're allowed to pull up a picture. It's but gross. These were tweens. Yeah, tweens, I think grade nine and in a high school. And they only found out about these materials because one of the child told their parents at first. So that's the other thing. They're not getting a notice. The parents are not being told. But they, from a Planned Parenthood event, 
red flag right there that happened yep. in the school. They were given access to this deck of cards, A to Z. It's a raunchy deck of sex cards with terms, many of which, almost all, I had never heard of. I don't know if we're going to dare to show anything. Like some of the stuff is disgusting. You yep. would see me blush through my black skin if I actually had to read it out loud. But I encourage you guys. I know we are having an article come up today. And I think I think Western Standard might have um, already got it up. But the it's horrific. I actually asked my team. Okay. I asked her. I said, I read one. And just the name of it. And had she heard of it? And she's like, no, I've never heard of it. And then I said what it was. And she was shocked. She could not believe. And she's in grade 12. Um, so she could not believe that's happening. And it, it, it didn't, it doesn't stop there. It also happened in BC. Yep. So it ha I think we have the article of oh that as God, well. Oh, my God. Look at that graphic. Okay, yeah. So you guys read. I'm not going to read that. You know what? You I, I'm not going to read it either, uh, Drea. No. Uh, I said graphic. I That was a misstep. I meant pornographic because that's what it, this yeah. is and you know what drea more to the point um i i came across terms i had never heard of and of course our haters will say oh well look at that old square he's so out of the loop but once i read about what these sex acts involved some of them are basically unhealthy to engage in i'm not going to get into details yes. it's too disgusting and pornographic for me and if you want to call me a, a transphobe or a homophobe uh you know fill your boots i don't care uh go to a doctor that will speak honestly to you there are such disgusting sex acts graphically described and even providing illustrations as well drea that it is completely age inappropriate i mean I remember, uh, I think back in high school, somebody scored a, a, a deck of playing cards that had topless women on it. This mm -hmm. is infinite times worse. This is about mm -hmm. various pornographic exercises that, uh, oh, I don't know, Planned Parent, for God knows what reason, what yeah. agenda, Drea, is encouraging um, minors to be aware of and maybe even partake in. It is absolutely gross and it goes to show you. Criminal. Yeah, it is criminal. It is criminal because you know what, it folks? If, you, if a minor went to a, a corner variety store and bought an issue of Playboy, which I'll tell you is tame given this deck of cards here, uh, that shopkeeper, if it was a fine, if there was a complaint lodged, he would be severely fined. Now, wh why sneak smut into the school? School's going to provide it for you. The yeah. gatekeepers, and by that I mean the teachers' unions who are marching lockstep with the um, school boards, the school board trustees, all those educrats, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. these are radical left-wing Marxists. This is, I think, in the big unspoken strategy, Drea, Tearing down society, this is Marxism 101, yeah. and building it up as that Marxist utopia, which never happens. Uh, go to Venezuela, North Korea, Cuba, anywhere that has adopted communism. That's what I think is behind it. Because if you told me even five years ago, Drea, we'd mm -hmm. be having a conversation of this kind of grotesque pornographic content in our schools, I would have mm -hmm. said you were a crazy woman. But here we are. It's so bad. I'm, I'm thankful that the Minister of Education in Saskatchewan, I believe his name is Dustin Duncan, is in fact doing the right thing. He's calling for the review. Uh, it's through their um, health. It's always under something that sounds so good, their health yeah. and wellness curriculum. And he's also banned Planned Parenthood, any type of Planned Parenthood event from any Saskatchewan schools. And so this is very similar to what we're seeing happening out of New Brunswick. Yep. They are also reviewing their uh, curriculum that has this sexual stuff happening. And the, one of the first things they did, which we've reported on, is make a rule that Teachers are not able to call children by their preferred gender if it doesn't match, you know, the gender that was put on, I guess, their birth certificate until the child is 16. They need parental consent. Yes. Now, I mentioned that this, this, these same cards, and I'm guessing they went through more than just two provinces, happened in, um, were given to 13-year-olds in a Fort Nelson school. So Fort Nelson school is now apologizing for the sexual Good. materials. Well, you you can't make the kids unlearn this. Let's be honest here. Yeah. You're, they're learning in school something they would only learn on the dark web or something like that. Um, they're, I'm hoping 
that we're going to see the same thing. Oh boy, would I be happy if we see a review on the SOGI 123 curriculum that we've done many reports on at stopclassroomgrooming.com. And that's one more thing. We're calling this for what it is, child grooming, and people are calling that bigotry, saying we're offensive and all of these things. But that exactly, that's exactly what you're seeing here. And, and you know, Drea, the hypocrisy that is afoot here, uh, several weeks ago at a Durham District School Board meeting, before that is they banned parents. Can you imagine that? And uh, and, yeah. and, and, essentially, and I'm banned as well, indefinitely, because I asked a trustee an impolite question in the parking lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, a parent got up and started reading verbatim the text, I can't remember mm -hmm. the name of the book, from a There's novel that now. is available in the elementary school libraries of Durham District. And the educrats were howling with outrage because it was vulgar, it was pornographic, it was gross. You know what they did, Drea? They called the cops. They had him removed by police. And what is his crime? He's reading stuff you idiots are providing mm -hmm. for children. I mean, mm -hmm. it, you yeah. can't make this up, but you know, I have to say, when you applauded uh, New Brunswick, uh, for, you know, requiring parental consent uh, mm -hmm. for students under 16 in terms of what their gender identity or sexual orientation might be. And reviewing the curriculum, yeah. And revealing the curriculum. You are, Drea, it pains me to say this, you are a transphobe. Who says that? <laughs> Rosemary Barton of the CBC says that. Yeah. The, this, is, again, the people on the left, and to think mm -hmm. our tax dollars are paying for this um, humorless harpy to weigh in on issues like what's happening to our children. Mm -hmm. For them to go right off the bat to the transphobe card, bigot, racist, homophobe, you name it, to use slurs mm -hmm. uh, against people. And I, I, I will bet my life on this. Well, I've already bet my life against the Leafs winning the Stanley Cup before I die, but I'm going to read <laughs> yeah, that. Bet. The vast majority of people are on board. It comes oh. to that Pink Floyd uh, lyric from another brick in the wall, uh, Drea. Hey, teacher, leave those kids leave alone. Yeah. Hands down, if they knew the truth, they would totally be on board with getting this stuff out. And how sick is the state back media in this state for running a narrative that this is bigotry. They never explain to the public what people are actually upset about. They never spell it out. And this is why they continue to drive uh, division over this. And in fact, they continue to hurt the LGBTQ community, who I keep saying has been hijacked by this agenda, by making it look as though they're all in support of this as well. They always ignore those that are part of the community speaking out, out about this. It's sick and it's twisted. And uh, that's why all of our reports on this issue are at stopclassroomgrooming.com. Uh, so you can share and spread awareness so more people are seeing right through um, the poor journalism coming out of state-preferred media. Oh, 100%. And speaking of stopclassroomgrooming.com, I delivered that petition to a Windsor-Essex school board uh, trustee Mm -hmm. uh, while I was on my uh, Windsor uh, mission, Drea. Her name is Linda Kin. Um, she is a, an Asian uh, trustee. I only bring up her race because when it comes to the love Trump's hate community, for taking mm -hmm. a stand against this sort of stuff, for being a advocate for the parents, this woman, who I consider to be a lioness, has been demonized and vilified by her mm. own colleagues. She was brave enough to sit down with me uh, two days ago and have a long-form nice. interview, which we will uh, broadcast later, folks. Oh, and great. she showed me some of the emails she has received from the Spirit mm -hmm. Unicorn community in which it is utter misogyny. Think of the worst word, begins with a C, mm. that you can call a woman. Oh, no. Racism, think of the worst slur you can call an Asian. And one of those emails, this person went on to say to this lovely lady, I hope you die of breast cancer. Think wow. about that, Drea. And we are oh, the haters. Evil. We're the ones that are the bigots. Are you kidding yeah. me?
that kind of wickedness is the spirit behind pushing the stuff if you ask me but um oh i think we i think we can go to an ad break yes i need <laughs> right to calm now. down <laughs> we need to calm down i need a drink of water i need to i need a uh, what are you baptism water on my head or something so let's go to an ad break and we'll be back with more hot off the press Progressives across this country are going out of their way to erase Canada's national identity, whether it's cancelling fireworks or cancelling Canada Day altogether. If there's one thing that these folks hate, it's patriotism. So why not support our independent journalism and stick it to the progressives who would love to cancel Canada Day by going to rebelnewsstore.com and purchasing some of our incredible Canada Day theme gear, like this shirt I'm wearing right now. Again, you'll be supporting our important work and you'll be sticking up for Canada's national identity, rejecting progressive cancel culture, and saying no, we are indeed Canadian. Again, go to rebelnewsstore.com. You know, with our Canada collection, Drea, uh, super producer Efren mentioned uh, a new item, which is one that celebrates Dominion Day. I have never referred to July 1st as Canada Day. Mm -hmm. uh, I won't go into detail, but if you look at the origin of how more than 100 years of history, Dominion Day was changed overnight. Uh, oh, and guess who did it? Yes, it was Blackface's daddy back in 1982 <laughs> on the last day of Parliament with less than um, a quorum is 20 MPs, at least it was at the time. They only had 13 in the House. I thought, geez, maybe there's a technicality here. This is an illegal holiday because they didn't have a quorum. Well, guess what, Drea? I checked with the Ottawa Parliamentary Rules Committee. And essentially, you don't need a quorum if everyone's on side. Now, you might argue, well, the name of a holiday, uh, who cares, call it whatever you want. But could you imagine if these guys ramrodded through, you know, something that, oh, I don't know, like the gun grab, like the censorious bills that they're so gung-ho on? Uh, that, you know, scares the bejesus out of me mm -hmm. that there's that, um, you know, fine print technicality that if everyone's on side— it goes through quorum rules be damned. So I continue to call it Dominion Day. Uh, I will not acquiesce uh, to uh, the Trudeau version where he's continually uh, rewriting Canada, or was and is as far as his uh, son goes. We think it's his son. Anyway, happy Dominion Day for everybody uh, next Saturday. By the way, um, that raises a, a very important question, more important than anything we'll talk about. Do we take Friday off or Monday off? Because Dominion Day falls on a, sun, a Saturday. <laughs> That's a good question. It's an A-tan question for us here yeah. at Rebel News. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, I like that history. There's a, the hidden history that people don't really talk about. Um, I grew up, of course, on Canada Day. It feels like the right day to say, but you're right. Um, it, it's not fair that it was changed like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened again with his son. It wouldn't shock me at all, much like our passport situation. So. Drea, I am sure in our lifetime, for example, in Ontario, uh, third week in May, Victoria Day, uh, that's a little, you know, colonialist, isn't it? That's a little imperialist. That's a little white supremacy, isn't it? I am certain that, I, and I'm sure there's already a move afoot to change um, Victoria Day to, uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Trans Pride Day. I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> you know, uh, you wait. Um, we uh, look at what's happening in our nation's capital. They are erasing the name of Sir John A. Macdonald everywhere. They've yeah. changed the name of a highway. Victoria, um, they removed the statue. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is this is 1984 stuff. And if you mm -hmm. haven't read that book, or even if you have read that book, you know what, folks? Uh, we've got a new version coming out. It is uh, Paul Ravosh, the artist. Oh my God, the illustrations are just drop, 
dead beautiful in a sinister way, given the content of the book. And I'll tell you, Drea, uh, you know, Ezra said this um, about a couple of years ago. Even if you've read 1984, go back and reread it, which I did a couple right. of years ago, because the last I think I read it originally in 1979, five years before the actual date of 1984. I was in high school. And two yeah, things shocked me, Drea. I'd forgotten how absolute chilling it was. Mm -hmm. And I was stunned and shocked to see how much of it has come true, uh, especially in our country, unfortunately, especially how governments and banks and employers acted during the coronavirus uh, lockdown. It's pure 1984 um, themes. And uh, yeah. this, like I said, uh, if you have to reread it, buy this one because we've done something very special, which we have dozens of beautiful illustrations by Paul mm -hmm. in it. it. It is something I'd put on the coffee table and get yeah. your kids to read it if they're of reading That's age. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. We made it cool for the kids again. You know what yes. I mean? It was something that you had to read when you were younger, but I don't, I highly doubt they're reading it now. Um, so I'm going to grab one for my kid as well. And we don't get a lot of uh, orders from Commander Ezra here, but that was one. <laughs> he said, everybody needs to reread that again if you haven't recently. And he's absolutely right because um, I'm long overdue to do that. So I'm excited to get that. I think the URL, um, it's available on Amazon and also the URL, I think, is buy1984.com if you want to go to our website and read more about it but it's just beautiful let's uh let, let's you know raise awareness about that because it is very dystopian what we're living to or orwellian i guess i should say 100%. um i'm just before we jump to the next thing i'm going to read two of our live chats if you're oh, just tuning fantastic yeah, that's a way to be a part of the show. You can go on Rumble or Odyssey and comment about what we're saying, what we're sharing, or something else you uh, think people should be aware of. The first is a donation of five, oh, sorry, six dollars from Georgie Georgie. Thank you very much. And Georgie says, Hi guys, today marks the 38th anniversary of the Air India 182 bombing. Let's reflect on that today. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And that's why it's so important for you guys to be a part of the show, because I, I didn't even know it was the anniversary. I'm ashamed to say. My God, how time flies. And of course, that was, uh, if memory serves me, these were yeah. Khalistani Sikhs that were behind that. It's, it remains Canada's worst act of terrorism. Um, mm. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, that movement in India is pretty much over and dead, over and done with, as I understand yeah. it, Drea. But you okay. have uh, members of that movement that are very much in Canada, full force. And by that, mm -hmm. folks, I don't mean Sikhs. I mean those who are committed to an independent uh, Sikh homeland within India. And that was an absolute um, despicable yeah. act. All these people... Uh, imagine that you get on a flight and somebody stuck a bomb in a suitcase and all those lives over 300 people snuffed out yeah. like that. Uh, you know what, Georgie, Georgie, thank you for reminding us. We we should mm -hmm. make note of these kind of anniversaries, uh, Drea. Yeah, absolutely. And that article had it right that most people don't even know about it. So, yeah, thank you so much. Um, actually, Georgie, Georgie also donated five dollars. Thanks again. Says David, you're 85. You'll, you're 85. You'll never see the Leafs win the cup. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do the math. I don't uh, think you're that. No, I, 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 I'm not 85. You know what? I should embrace that. I'm 85. <laughs> don't I look good for my age, folks? I'm five hey, years yeah. away from 90, and I've, all got, I've still got all my marbles. Well, arguably, <laughs> but you know what? That if that if if what Georgie Georgie is insinuating that it's going to be a couple more decades until the Leafs win the Stanley Cup. Uh, what do you think, Drea? Can I hang on till 85, or uh, is that pushing things, especially given the line of work we're in? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this much. Canada needs you to hang on till 85 or more. Boy, do we ever need that. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll get my uh, my Captain Canuck uh, costume out of cold storage. Uh, but 
Uh, speaking of 1984, here's a theme when it comes to controlling the narrative and controlling information. Meta to ban news content on Facebook and Instagram with Bill C-18 set to become law. I don't think the blackface liberals, including Pablo there, anticipated this, did they, Drea? No, I, they wanted to, you know, strong arm them into bending. I guess they're uh, tired of of funding the news they want they think they need more so they wanted to kind of make meta also of course that's instagram and i guess this applies to all basically social media pay to feature the news which is something that any news organization wants most people are getting their news off of social media you know granted they're just reading the headlines 70 percent of them but um so news outlets want to be featured and so what the Trudeau government is saying, oh, no, you have to pay for that. You're you're capitalizing and you should be paying. So Meta has said, um, I'll just read, uh, we have repeatedly shared that to comply with Bill C-18, Pat, oh, sorry, we have repeatedly shared that to comply with Bill C-18 passed today in Parliament, content from news outlets including news publishers and broadcasters will no longer be available to people accessing our platforms in Canada so it basically backfired there yeah and here's why people should care uh, Dre mm -hmm. even if they don't go on to Facebook or Instagram what have you plan B for these media outlets since they anticipated uh, goodness knows how much revenue uh, from the Silicon Valley tech giants. They're simply going to go again, cap in hand to the federal and in some cases, mm -hmm. such as Ontario, the provincial governments and uh, ask for more taxpayer money because their yep. business plan. Let's face it. So much of the mainstream media. This is now a sunset industry, Drea. People mm -hmm. ain't buying what they're selling, you know. Advertisers, I can tell you, 20 years ago, um, National Post, for example, a full-page color ad, an advertiser would pay around $15,000. Today, maybe $2,000, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's completely devalued. And the reason is, is that the, the newspaper uh, does not capture the same amount of eyeballs it did once upon a time. So right. instead of reinventing themselves, instead of what we do, keep it lean and mean, crowdfund, uh, they are addicted to welfare. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of us and what we do, do we know yet uh, what this means for Rebel News on Facebook? Because I know the Trudeau government, Trudeau himself, has deemed us not a real news organization. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen that video. Um, are we aware of if we're being censored uh, or, or not? That's a good question. Our friend Yankee down in the free state of Florida is uh, right. looking into that. Um, so I don't have a clear answer. That's what came up in the morning meeting today. Mm. Um, but we will soldier on. Pardon me? <laughs> I was probably <laughs> half asleep. Yeah. The meeting is very early for British Columbia, okay? <laughs> oh, I know. I, it's the old line. Uh, by the time we're eating lunch in Toronto, uh, you guys are just yeah. getting out of bed, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you work harder than that, Drea, but, the, uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we hope to get clarity of that. And speaking of us not being a real news agency, as Blackface claims, it's kind of funny how... In 2019 and in 2021, uh, the Federal Court of Canada deemed otherwise to get us into the parliamentary debates during those election years. Isn't it amazing yeah. uh, how Blackface thinks he's above the law in terms mm -hmm. of who he determines uh, what is real media and what is uh, not real media? And really, it comes down to, Drea, um, who's on the government payroll, the media outlets that know their role, they won't ask too many insensitive uh, questions. And um, I can tell you folks, with all the bills being passed by this censorious government, this yeah. year is the fight of our lives. Uh, it really is. Yeah, yeah, blackface has used the carrot for 99% plus of the media in terms of um, corporate welfare. And for the outliers, the independent media outlets such as Rebel News, now comes the stick because just to have even a tiny, you know, form of dissent is too 
ego shattering for this dictator. Mm. That's right. I called him a dictator because that's what he is. He is shutting down uh, the free press. So I'll, I'll watch uh, with great amusement how uh, the feds uh, wrangle with the Silicon Valley tech giants because typically, Drea, they march in lockstep when it comes to mm -hmm. censorship, right? When it comes mm -hmm. to don't give a contrary opinion to, uh, say, the coronavirus. Uh, don't give any fuel to the fire that the election was stolen. Uh, by that, I mean the 2020 U.S. election. If it's a 2016 U.S. election, oh, yeah, yeah, go chapter and verse on that one. That's mm -hmm. okay, right? Yeah. You know, that, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton was screwed as opposed to Donald Trump. Uh, the hypocrisy is astounding. It is. Now, you mentioned not being afraid to call, uh, you know, our dear fearless leader a dictator. I was actually really surprised. Um, CTV put out an article a few days ago, and it was an opinion piece, but still the title referred to the Trudeau government as the Trudeau regime. And I thought, oh my oh. goodness, it's taken them a while to accurately describe his reign. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, that's just a bit of a side note, but I just wanted to go to um, leader of the opposition, Pierre Polyev's uh, tweet about uh, what Meta's doing now. He says, there you have it. Step by step, the Trudeau government is deliberately getting in the way of what people can see and share online. And you better bet, my friends, I believe it would ramp up much more than what we're seeing now just before the election, around campaign time, um, well, there'll be such a grip on what people will be able to see and access. So make sure if you haven't already, make sure you give us your email because if we're unfindable, that's going to be the only way we're going to be able to get a hold of you. I think if you go to rebelnews.com and you haven't given us your email before, you'll be prompted to do so. So it's very important. Yeah, and uh, that is a very good point, Drea. And also, uh, in terms of referring to this as a regime, what we need is regime change. I have to tell you, Drea, I'm disheartened with what happened on Monday. Uh, liberal MPs got reelected. And I know people are going to say, don't read too much into that. These are so-called safe writings. Uh, it was the status quo across the board. But still, Drea, um, even in a so-called safe writing, with the eight years of vandalism that's being done to our country, mm -hmm. um, even safe writings are vulnerable. They can flip. I mean, yeah. um, hey, just ask uh, the Brian Mulroney, or sorry, the Kim Campbell conservatives of 1993, mm -hmm. just ask the Michael Ignatieff uh, liberals of some 10 years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. There can well, be- Nova Scotia, the provincial election there was kind of a surprise too recently. Well, yeah, but but that's what I was hoping for. More surprises federally that those liberal writings would go conservative. It didn't happen. And again, it's folly to say that a by-election is a barometer for what's going to happen in the federal election. But it would have sure been nice. It would have been very reassuring for us all, mm, those yeah. of us who want regime change, to have seen those writings flip. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. to... I don't know how somebody goes into a ballot box and looks at this Liberal Party and says, yep, they're doing a great job. They've got my support. Unbelievable, Drea. I don't know. It's definitely a nail biter about what's going to happen, I think. I mean, I probably said this the last time, too, but I think it's like the most important election we've had because Canada is unrecognizable at this point under um, Trudeau Jr. So... I, I agree. Even if it's another uh, blackface uh, minority, uh, I think I think it's pretty much over for Canada. The polls indicate it'd be a Pierre Polyev minority, uh, if you believe the polls. Uh, let's hope at least that. Can't believe it's not a supermajority, given what we've seen these last eight years, Drea. But. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know when I talked to Lady Menzoid, I saw her, she was Googling Costa Rica just in case. That seems to be a very popular parachute drop-off for Canadians that can't bear Canada anymore. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I think here's I've been to Costa Rica, beautiful country. You know, Drea, believe it or not, they don't have an army, an air force, or a navy. I think even Canada... We could take them. Why can't we just invade, <laughs> make that the 11th province? And so we wouldn't have to worry about passports and whatnot. But anyways, oh, I'm dreaming on. Um, <laughs> shall we get to another ad break and come back to, well, we're yeah, in the stretch before. run of the Toronto election. 
and there's all kinds of endorsements coming out. Uh, some are appalling, I think. So why don't we check out this ad, folks, and we'll see you on the other side. We are a secular society. We respect deeply people's rights and freedoms, including freedom of expression, uh, freedom of conscience, freedom of religion. And it is unthinkable to me that in a free society, we would legitimize discrimination against citizens based on their religion. My name is Sheila Gunn-Reed. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a farmer, I'm a journalist, I'm an advocate for religious freedom, and I'm a Catholic. And the war on Christianity came for me too. We have therefore made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. So here's the situation. More and more Canadians are getting vaccinated. But like we know, cases in far too many places are far too high. Get vaccinated, and you know what? If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice. But don't think you can get on a plane or a train besides vaccinated people and put them at risk. The police came straight to me and he targeted me and he, he, he took his gun of tear gas and he actually shot me directly in my legs. These measures include operating at 50% capacity, the continuous use of masks, maintaining two meters of physical distance between attendees from different households, no congregational singing. No matter what, God will bring us through. And I said, we will not bow down to your gods. We won't. It was illegal to sing in church. We're, we're going to sing. Oh, that doesn't look like the candidate you thought you knew. Do you know what his crime was? He held services on Sunday. You devils, you evil, wicked people, get out. I don't care what you have to say. Out! And it took me over 30 times. We saw our nation drowning, and we couldn't stand by and watch. Antisen's sermon was interrupted when RCMP sent in the tow truck, prompting him to join the front lines. RCMP moved in, blocked the driveway, prevented anyone from entering the property. Andrea, so rarely have I been moved by a trailer for a documentary mm -hmm. or a film, and uh, that that is just stunning. I, I can I can't wait to see the finished product, mm -hmm. which premieres next month. Um, yeah. What images uh, we will we will never forget this time period that we just went no. through with this COVID nineteen. Um, just just despicable, just despicable. That's I've seen the trailer a few times, but what was really sticking out to me there is why was there so few who took that stand, yep. you know, of the leaders? Like, it's so shocking that pastors were arrested in Canada, but why so few? And why just pastors? Why not all leaders of faith? They had to know their communities were hurting and, and grieving and the division in homes and things. So, yes, join us. I believe we're doing a, well, we are doing a summer tour right on the screen there. You can see the locations, and I know we're working on adding locations. So you can actually watch it alongside Rebels. Um, so what is the URL for that? Is it Church on 
on fire. <laughs> I gotta remember, I gotta like study URLs, but um oh sorry, save save the Christians.com. Thank you, Olivia, and the earpiece. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, it'd be great to see you guys there. So and you know, um, we must point out, uh, Drea, in terms of those politicians that behave badly, shall we say. That is the reason why today in the Alberta legislature, it is Premier Smith in that seat and not mm -hmm. Premier Kenny. Uh, Absolutely. This is directly tied to Jason Kenny paying a, uh, a career price. Um, and I'm sorry. Moral if, price. Yeah. And if he had chosen to go uh, the Ron DeSantis route, make Alberta the free province, uh, he'd still be premier today. That's what I argue, Drea. I think so, too. Yeah. Absolutely. So from the premier's office in Alberta, why don't we go to the Toronto mayoralty race? Uh, some news, it's not 102 candidates anymore. It's 101. <laughs> Rob Davis dropped out. Uh, oh. And Rob Davis is a good man, and we've interviewed him a couple of times. Uh, uh, he, for example, he took a stand in terms of going to bat for the Sir John A. Macdonald statue that's being put in a coffin uh, by Premier Ford at the Ontario legislature. Of course, I'm sure he's denounced as a white supremacist, that's kind of funny, given that Rob Davis is black. But anyway, that's how the left rolls, folks. So he's endorsing Anthony Fury. And I woke up to this, and this set me off into a fury, no pun intended. It's the front page of the Toronto Sun. Hail to Hail the to chief. The they are endorsing Mark Saunders, uh, the former police chief, uh, for the city of Toronto as mayor. Two things, um, Drea. Anthony Fury, until very recently, uh, for several, several years, was the national columnist for the Toronto Sun, and he was mm -hmm. an excellent one. Right. Yeah. Um, this, to me, is a knife in the back. Secondly, uh, we exposed incredible allegations about the Mark Saunders mm -hmm. campaign just two days ago that, guess what, folks? Sneaky Patrick Brown and his henchmen, <laughs> they are involved. Our source, our Brampton source, who has been 100% accurate, whether it's Sneaky Patrick playing hockey during lockdown, whether it's Sneaky Patrick having a secret uh, Conservative Party of Canada campaign headquarters in Vaughan. Uh, he's not 99.99% accurate. He's 100% accurate. The story goes, Drea, uh, Brown's henchmen, including uh, Babu, his chief of staff, mm. has been actively involved in Toronto's Tamil community. Uh, the allegations mm. state that they are going to Tamils, some of whom don't even speak English, filling out the mail-in ballot uh, in advance and just saying, here, sign. Oh, what am I signing? Shut up and yeah. sign. Exactly. You know, yours is yeah. not to ask questions. Uh. I want to make it clear this is not illegal, but when it comes to ethics, when it comes to morals, this kind of ballot harvesting, uh, this just makes me cringe. I mean, mm -hmm. it is because of morality, Drea, that we are in a mayoral by-election in the first place, i.e. John Tory telling everybody to get vax, wear masks, stay in their social distancing circles, all for public health. Meanwhile, he's engaged in horizontal jogging with an office subordinate. Uh, wow. Unbelievable. How despicable is that? Um, and uh, yeah, so I think for the son to backstab uh, yeah. Anthony Fury and go with, I guess it's politics. Mark yeah. Saunders is the premier's choice. Mark mm -hmm. Saunders is apparently Patrick Brown's choice. I don't know exactly what the connection is. I have theories that I won't go into. And I want to say this. For four years, I believe, Mark Saunders was police chief. You were chief of police. You yeah. could have cracked down on crime, but you didn't. In fact, we have video from the summer of 2020, Mark Saunders taking a knee when it was Black Lives Matter uh, uh, Matters protesters, uh, which I never understood, Drea, because basically as chief of police, Mark Saunders is taking a knee against himself. Um, and by the same token, in the same time period, 
having Toronto police officers often violently arrest freedom protesters. So yeah. here, you, there you go. There's there the video is. evidence. Yeah. You know, taking the oh, knee, the, the Black Power salute, and um, I guess you know, folks, we're supposed to follow the science. I, I guess the coronavirus would never be so insensitive to infect Black Lives Matter protesters. <laughs> no, but when it comes to the it's freedom so protesters, ridiculous. yeah, that's a bunch of typhoid Marys. Uh, Drea, yeah. what, what's your analysis of this endorsement? Yeah, the hypocrisy is so bad. They say that Mark Saunders is their choice for the next election because they believe the city's former police chief means what he says about keeping people safe. And you're right. How has he done so far? Um, and that's the primary obligation of any government to its citizens. Now, there's something in interesting. Now, because I'm out in BC, I haven't followed, uh, you know, the races closely as uh, you probably have. But I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, here it says front runner Olivia Chow. Um, uh, what it's kind of interesting. Is it what Ford said about her? Oh, oh, see, I had it all ready to go and I missed oh, my place. I think but it's Olivia Chow would be an unmitigated disaster. Yeah. Something like that. Thank you. But yep. I thought that was an interesting comment um, that they're saying, but yet it's not surprising to see this happen. And I do think it is a bit um, distasteful of the sun to do that, but We'll see. I, I probably would think that Chow's going to win. Don't you think so? You know what? I have my doubts, Drea. Um, I think three times we've been told here that uh, Chow was the prohibitive favorite and mm -hmm. it never came to fruition. Secondly, these polls are very questionable. And let me give you a personal anecdote. I don't even live in Toronto. I'm in Richmond Hill. So far, Drea, I've had one of those robocall polls, okay? Mm, so yeah. first of all, the very first statement it should say, I think, is that if you are not a voter registered with the city of Toronto, please hang up. Because, right. you know, I have no bearing on this if, if I can't even vote in Toronto. I'm in Richmond Hill, for yeah. goodness sakes. So mm -hmm. then it goes three out of three times this happened, Drea. If, I don't care if the field is 102 candidates. The only way to make it fair is random selection. So mm -hmm. they should, you know, kind of like a wheel of fortune, spin all the names out and start listing them. But Drea, yeah. three out of three times, press one if you're voting for Olivia, oh, Olivia. Chow. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? Yeah. That, think about this, Drea. If your choice was, say, number 89... Are you going to wait 25 minutes to press 89, you know, to vote for such and such? No, of course not. So I think it has been stacked disproportionately by Olivia Chow, in my experience, mm. always being the number one answer. And B, robocalls coming out to people that don't even have a vote. So I, I, I'm taking those results with a shovel full of salt, my friend. Well, that's interesting. And uh, marketing, they say, if you see something seven times, that's how you remember it. That's how you want it. So interesting theory. And you remind me of something. And comment below. Let us know if this is the case for you. And David, let me know if it's happening to you. I seem to be getting uh, surveys like this all the time, not even linked to a race that's happening. Just, um, well, some are asking who would we vote for um, if there was a federal election. I don't know if you've received that. But other ones are asking... Like I just got one and I, I said yes to them texting it to me. It was actually a research thing, but they want to know if there should be um, the age of being able to drive and drink alcohol and vote should be lowered. And I thought that was interesting. So anyway, ah. it's just a little side note. Let me know if you guys seem to be getting those types of calls and texts more often. Andrea, um, I do. And what I always do is make time to listen to the questionnaire <laughs> and the yeah. poll because I want to see how the people behind it are trying to, you know, meld public opinion. Uh, mm -hmm. I so that that's why I'll, I will always uh, make time to see what the methodology is and what the type mm -hmm. of questions are. And sometimes this really frustrates me. It has to be because it's a robocall, a yes or no answer. And sometimes the answer is, well, it depends. Right. There is nuance yeah. to what they're saying. Um, but that opportunity to have nuance 
is uh, eradicated. One last thing on the topic of unsolicited phone calls. If anyone in the duck clean industry is watching this, please don't phone <laughs> me anymore. You know, what? I know I, I, I know my ducks probably need to be cleaned and I know you're trying really hard and you're on a commission, uh, but please, it's no, it always has been no, it always will be no. <laughs> Stop it. I haven't gotten that one yet. Um, we have a couple of, uh, I think we have a couple more comments. Okay. One here, this is kind of a funny one from Zilly Holiday. Uh, they say they walked past Ezra when he was in Windsor the other day and yelled out, Brian Lilly. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry about that, Ezra. <laughs> you know what? Uh, this is a, a mistake within a mistake because I think what she meant to say, it was me who was in Windsor uh, really? the last few days. Yeah. And, <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so somebody was mistaking me uh, for Brian Lilly. I can assure you I'm not Brian Lilly. I can assure you I am not having um, that my mistress is not the spokeswoman for Premier Ford, Ivana Yilich, uh, to you know, quote the famous Bill Clinton line from the 1990s. I did not have sex with that woman. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> that that's, I'm sorry, but if you're going to mistake me for Brian Lilly, I got to clear the record here, Dre. <laughs> so, so you know that yell, you heard that yell? Is that what you're You saying? know what? There was so much going on. I wish I had heard it, uh, uh, but it has happened before. I oh, guess okay. there's some kind of physical resemblance. We both, once upon a time, worked at the Sun News Network. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's the connection. Uh, but we are, we're two different people here. It's not a, a Clark Kent Superman thing we got going on. <laughs> well, on the same note, and this is there, I can't even figure out the connection. It's the strangest thing. A lot of people call me Tamara. And what? I, yeah, and I asked Tamara, Tamara and she says, it doesn't happen to her, but it happens to me all the time. Anybody who's been like my camera person, they've seen it happen many times. They're like, hi, Tamara. And I'm like, Andrea, we don't look nothing alike. And to, I think our reports are similar, though. Like, I think we kind of cover the same oh, journalistic okay. beat. That's like the only thing, especially we did so many COVID reports. Um, but you you won't believe this. My, my six-year-old said to me, what does your boss look like? And... Um, so I went to the website and I showed him, I showed him the picture. It's like all of us, the one of all of us standing together. And I said, oh, that's Ezra. That's my boss. And then he points at Tamara and he goes, that woman looks like you, mommy. What? My Come own on. son, my own son said it. It's the most bizarre. She's white. She's got blue eyes. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. yeah I, I hate funny. to state the obvious, but, I guess, but you're different races. I mean, I anyone, I'm sorry, Drea, anyone confusing you for uh, Tamara Ugolini and vice versa, uh, I'd be worried about getting in a car with them. Can they tell it's a red light or a green light or does it all look the same? I don't know. See, they know my face, but it's like they call me her name. And I've it's happened so much that now I, I start, like when people will email me and they think I'm Tamara, or sometimes Tamara will email me an email she knows is meant for me. Like, it's it's funny. It's yeah. Funny. Uh, maybe, I think you might be onto something in terms of your reporting styles being maybe, similar. Maybe. Um, maybe. But how is it that your own child made that mistake. I don't know. And I've asked people to email, I'm like, just out of curiosity, it's just fun. Why do you think you called me Tamara? And they're like, I don't know. Like, I can't even think of why I did that. It's so funny. So anyways, just a little fun note there. Unbelievable. Um, I guess I better check since we're uh, running at a racetrack here. Uh, I was about to call you Tamara. See what you've done to me, Dre? <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. The, uh, <laughs> do we have any more super chats before we sign off? Oh, right. Off? Yes. Sorry, my bad. I got distracted. Totally okay. there. So, um, Snowy Roof donates $5. Thank you very much. And says, David, you might have to move to Newfoundland. On my computer calendar, it says Canada Day, Dominion Day. What? You know what? Wow. Snowy Roof, let me tell you something. I might have to move back to Newfoundland. 
I was there in 1975 to 77. True story, folks. Um, the I was in grade eight and grade nine, especially grade eight. It was single-handedly the most miserable year of my life. Um, the entire student body at, lo and behold, uh, uh, Sir John A. McDonald uh, Junior High School was against me because what would happen is, first of all, they would say, you talk funny, which is to say I pronounce boy as boy and not by. And then they would say, where are you from? And I would say Toronto. And that would result in a word I've never heard before until I met, went to Newfoundland, mainlander as a slur. And then what would follow would be a punch in the stomach or gum in my hair. Oh, Drea, you have no idea. When that bell rang, I mean, I should have tried out for the Olympic team. I would run home like... Oh, oh, you, and a couple of times over a frozen pond, and sometimes the the ice gave way, and I went right in, and my corduroys froze up. I felt like the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz, you know. Oh, and and I always okay. dreamed, you know, one day I'm going to go back. One day I'm going to give all these bullies a piece of my mind. And that day came, I think it was 2003, I was on a junket, they had the Targa Newfoundland there. I was with an American writer in a, uh, a Porsche Targa 911. And um, I was going there with trouble on my shirt, Drea. I was, go I was ready to pick a fight. And you know what? Now that we're all adults, you couldn't meet nicer, more down-to-earth, mm. more salt-of-the-land uh, people than ever. And it just goes to show you that universe we're in as children at mm -hmm. schools, how vicious it can be you know yeah. your hair is different your accent is different yeah. you know your race is different in some cases unfortunately um that can basically um send you down the wrong path and give you the wrong attitude of what the people are like once they're, they're adults so i would say newfoundland in my experience as an adult going there since uh, junior high um it's probably the friendliest province yeah. I have ever had the pleasure of visiting. Oh, but in 1975 to 77, you people were so brutal to me. <laughs> you know, it was just... I feel so bad for laughing, but the mental picture of you like <laughs> waiting for the bell and then like racing across ice, it was just too funny in my oh. mind. But I am, I'm sad that you went through that, but I bet that that contributed to who you are today. The menzoid menzies, you know, the being able to be brave and go out and do the reports that you're doing and not be bullied. You, there's no one can bully you, right? You, you know what? I think that's an incredible observation. Um, you know, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger as the saying goes. Um, and I know by having conversations with our beloved uh, colleague, Alexis, uh, she told me terrible mm -hmm. stories of her being yeah. bullied in school, um, mm -hmm. which, which I can't understand because she's just so nice and so yeah. cool, uh, unlike myself back in grade eight. Um, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so maybe you're on to something in terms of what, you know, helped my character. But I will tell you, in those two years, Drea, mm -hmm. uh, there's a brilliant South Park episode about social media, which is so bang on. And the title of that episode is the same as my two years in Newfoundland from 1975 to 1977, which is, you have zero friends. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Well, it's just bad that it, when I was imagining it, you had the hat that you always wear on, too. And that's part of why I was laughing so hard. Well, back then, I needed a helmet, Drea. Yeah. You got many friends now. I think if anybody's still with us, comment uh, LOL or something, because I think we're uh, we're having a little bit too much fun here. Indeed. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. true story. Oh, there's one more comment. Oh, okay. Um, this is from World's Worst Gamer. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Donates a dollar. <laughs> thank you very much. Says, thanks, Rebel News, for sharing the real news, the truth. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. I wonder yeah. what makes him the world's worst gamer. I'm sure that's got to be me. I, I can't do any of these newfangled oh. games. I, I was a, but I'll tell you, I'm pretty good at Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. 
And when we're off the air one day, Drea, I'll tell you my joke about Mr. Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. HR, Instead, HR, I, Sheila, <laughs> Sheila, where are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Have I got something in my inbox already? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that will not be uttered, that joke, on air. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Drea, thank you so much for your co-hosting. It was a delight. I think this is the... Uh, the most fun I've had uh, co-hosting uh, this show with you, my friend, and of course, our Aww. super producers, Olivia and Efron, and all our viewers, uh, thank you for tuning in, especially those of you who made a donation. We really depend on that because we're not taking it out of your bank accounts in direct withdrawal, mm. a la Rogers, a la the mainstream media. So I want everybody to have a nice weekend. We'll see you back again on Monday. And as always, stay safe and stay sane. I'll tell you, if you, you want my opinion, uh, if Olivia Chow gets in, it'll be unmitigated disaster. Uh, taxes are going to go up 25 to 30 percent when people can't afford the rent, can't afford mortgages now. Um, you know, businesses are going to be fleeing Toronto as far as I'm concerned. I'll tell you, I've talked to business communities, both myself and the previous mayor, uh, John Tory. People are terrified. Uh, businesses are terrified. Therefore, the workers should be terrified because we've seen what happens uh, when, when that... When, and Mayor, she makes David Miller look like a fiscal conservative. And companies will start fleeing. They'll start going. Maybe it's good news for the Mayor of Burlington because all the companies will be coming out here to the GTA. But folks, remember this. God forbid Olivia Chow gets elected. Your taxes are going up at an unprecedented rate. Companies will leave. And I'll tell you, I hear rumors even the staff at City Hall is worried. So uh, get out there and vote. I always say that's going to be your choice. I'm voting for Mark Saunders. I don't dictate to people who to vote for, but uh, I think he'd be the best person to, to keep the taxes slow, keep economic development going, and uh, we'll see what happens on uh, next Monday, I guess.